So welcome to the Tina Brigittini Show. This is Tina at Crystalline Awaken and sitting here with Jeffrey in West Boylston. We will have a great conversation and learning a little bit about what Jeffrey does and particularly in the world of yoga. Welcome, Jeffrey. Hello. So Jeffrey, um, can you talk a little bit? How long have you been doing... Um, how long have you been teaching yoga? Well, my, my yoga teaching extends into my martial arts experience. Uh, I've been training for 19 years, and I began teaching as a, uh, a young teen. And somewhere about 10 years ago, I, I stumbled into yoga and realized the transparent concepts, not just in the motion, but uh, in the philosophies found in both martial arts and yoga. And I started immediately uh, implementing that into my teaching, uh, first in the warm-ups and classes. And then eventually, uh, I just started reading more and learning more and implementing that into my teaching. And uh, about three years ago, I decided that I was going to uh, reach uh, higher education. And I got my 200-hour certification uh, through a very uh, prestigious uh, Raja Yoga uh, studio out in Princeton. Uh, it's Frog Pond Yoga Center. Um, and I've been going ever since then. <laughs> and Jeffrey, um, I've heard of Frog Pond Yoga, and this is Diane Featherstone? Yes. 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 Uh, she's been teaching for quite some time. Yes, over 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> So. Uh, what would you say, um, you know, was one of the greatest insights that you had in doing your training with her? I would say that I was able to uh, grow up a little bit, uh, kind of let go of my, my tension, uh, my mental tension, my physical tension. Uh, prior to studying under her, I believed in the concept of... Uh, fighting through tension, uh, not just with the poses, but you know, with everything, uh, the way I went about life. Uh, but after working with her uh, and one of her students, uh, Miss Ann Goey, uh, I quickly learned how much simpler life is when you maintain a relaxed posture and a relaxed state and uh, accept some of your boundaries and work through them instead of trying to crash through them. I think that would be a great um, great recommendation for everybody in all parts of life. Uh, Jeffrey, in your teaching, you know, you've been teaching martial arts and yoga, and you've got a, a nice blend in the way that you incorporate your teaching at this point. Mm -hmm. um, I think that is something that I've even experienced in your class, and I, I think it's a I, I have to say, I love your teaching, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, I love, what I love the most is the, the, different po the different poses that you show and the simplicity, and then you also share with everybody, and this is the way that, that uh, you're shooting for, but let's start this way, and it takes the tension off of this part and that part, and um, it's really worked well for me. I, I will t I share with you also that... Um, my first time taking vinyasa, I didn't like it at all. 
Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I thought I would never do yoga again. Yeah. Uh, and then I took a, you know, the class I took with you actually just changed my whole perception about what vinyasa yoga is. And I really think the teacher has a lot to do with the student experience. Mm -hmm. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. That's uh, definitely one thing that I picked up from Diane. Uh, um, but Raja yoga specifically extends uh, back to the, the ancient mountains in Tibet. Uh, but as far as the, the, the terminology is concerned, uh, you can really get a, a deeper understanding for the, the relaxation and therapeutic process in each pose and all of the motion when you uh, read some of uh, Desikachar's uh, books. Uh, it's, it's very interesting to, to see uh, how he implements uh, these things into the motion and it's certainly inspiring for me. Jeffrey, one of the things that I've noticed about people that are taking yoga, and, well, there's actually quite a few things that I've noticed. There are so many different forms of yoga. Uh, there's vinyasa, there's hatha, there's restorative, there's, uh, people are calling some things relaxation or uh, stretch yoga, mm -hmm. uh, there's Bikram yoga. Um, what is the most important thing that you see in all of these different types of yoga? I mean, is one yoga really better for one person than another? Well, I think it depends on the, the practitioner's intentions. Uh, one of the many philosophies I've learned uh, from some of my teachers is that it's not wrong if you have a good reason for doing it and if it does not cause personal injury. Um, with that said, I mean, the, the main uh, branches of yoga are your, your Raja Yoga, your Hatha Yoga, your Bhakti, Jhana, uh, all of those. Uh, anything else, uh, like the Parma Yoga, the Tantra Yoga, uh, well, anything else today uh, is basically you can find the transparency to those systems with the, the older systems. So they're not necessarily uh, reinventing the wheel, so to speak. They're just kind of putting their watercolors on something that already exists and expressing how they feel about it. And it's all great. It's all part of the, the whole. Mm -hmm. Not one is greater than the other. They all have their purpose. Uh, but I think they're all great. And it, it really depends on the personality of the person when they're going into it and what their reasons are. Oh, that's really interesting that you say, you know, what their reasons are for doing yoga. Um, in the people that I have met who have talked about yoga, it seems to me that a lot of people are doing yoga because they are wanting to be stronger mm -hmm. or be in shape. Um, but there are deeper reasons for doing yoga. And in your experience, you've got many years of experience, um, what have you seen with students that are coming to you? Is that what you see for the most part? Or do you have a lot of students that are getting the deeper meanings of the purpose of yoga? Well, most of the students that I work with are looking to heal some type of an ailment 
uh, or some type of a habitual injury that they have. Uh, give you an example. We all slouch. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> we all slouch when we're not paying attention. Eventually, that that causes uh, injuries, just because your back is stretching in an awkward position and it, it pinches specific nerves and offsets you and unbalances you. And when you're not balanced, it's kind of like a train wreck or the domino effect. One thing after another occurs, and they go right to the chiropractor or right to the doctor looking for a solution. But some of these people come to me and we work on the hips and the spine, realigning them properly, understanding some of the motion uh, with your forward bends, backward bends, side bends, and your twists. And they start to feel better. They, they feel awake. They feel relaxed at the same time, which is quite an interesting experience. Um, so the strength kind of builds from that. Uh, some of them get more daring as they, they start to move through uh, the basics. Uh, occasionally I do work with people that are looking to increase their strength, uh, whether it be through just doing the yoga or implementing these transparent concepts into resistance or weight training. Um, it, it really depends on the person, but the majority of people that I work with are definitely looking to find balance in their body and in their life and kind of just feel young again. Mm -hmm. Jeffrey, is it yoga something that you practice every day? Uh, well, yes. I mean, I won't lie to you and say that I get out of bed and roll on the floor and go through an entire sequence of motion for 20 minutes. I don't because I, I spend so much time doing it everywhere that I don't feel like I need to do that all the time. But what yoga teaches you is to listen to your body. I listen to my body and I do what I need to do when I need to do it. And the biggest thing that I try to teach to the people that I work with is how to implement the motion into your daily process. So that way you're doing yoga all day long because you can take a class once a week, twice a week, three times a week. It's gonna give you results, but the real results are gonna come from correcting your imbalances. Uh, for instance, if I'm driving with my left hand and I'm slouching to the right side of the, the car because I'm, you know, maybe I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing, but, you know, texting and driving, or maybe I'm fidgeting and, you know, messing with the radio, whatever. If I pay attention to that and I notice it, I automatically start to lean to the left and try to balance it somehow. And then I go back to the center, put my hands at 10 and 2 like we're taught in driver's ed, and I sit properly against the, the seat and just try to relax into that position. It, it works in everything you do. You, you have to implement it into your habits. And that's really my answer. You know, yoga is my lifestyle. Okay. It's, it's, so people taking yoga, it's more about a, it's more about a lifestyle um, and adapting postures in every every part of their life. It's not so much about getting to every single yoga class that they can get to. Yes. In the beginning, uh, somebody starting off taking yoga, would you recommend that they be at more than one class a week, or is one class a week sufficient? What are your well, thoughts? I'd, I'd say it's it's good to at least go to two classes a week, one at the beginning, one at the end. If you can, maybe beginning, middle, or end. But if you can only do one class a week, pick one and stick with it because you need to have that time to go on the mat. And 
not just to get practice in a setting, listening to a voice, kind of instructing you, because what you really want to do is get on the mat and listen to your body and think of the teacher as somebody giving you suggestions. Really, you're going to take those suggestions and you're going to decide what you want to do, what movement you want to make, and you start to listen to your body better so you can go home and be able to implement it into your lifestyle. But coming into the class, you're always going to pick something up and learn something about yoga that's going to deepen your understanding. So depending on how much of that you want to acquire will determine whether or not you take one, two, three classes a week. Yeah. You know, as I was listening to you, it was um, occurring to me, you know, you've done some work with kids. Mm -hmm. um, do you feel the kids really just get it already? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> they get everything, yeah. don't they? I think the kids are closer <laughs> to the truth than we are. You know, they're not so hypnotized by all the propaganda that's around us. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're right there. They see it. They may not be able to communicate it, but they understand it. And, you know, I see my kids trying to do it all the time by themselves. And so many kids that I've worked with, you'd be surprised at how quickly they can pick something up and maybe even teach you something. Yeah, I was wondering, um, you know, if we, if we just leave kids be, and maybe you can uh, share this as well. When you were learning yoga, uh, were there postures that you were doing that you said to yourself, uh, this is interesting. I've been doing this anyway. Mm -hmm. You feel that happens? I'd say most of the poses, yeah, uh, definitely. Um, we do a lot of different stretches in the martial arts to warm up. Uh, there's a lot of different motions in the forms, specifically in the Chinese arts, that are transparent to some of the warrior poses and you know the, the stronger looking poses. Um, but specifically uh, Uttanasana, or standing forward bend, uh, is one that a lot of martial artists do to, to try to stretch the back legs. Or when you're sitting in your, your Dandasana and then you reach forward, try to grab your toes. That's another one. I spent a decade almost trying to do those with straight legs and forcing my hands down until I learned how overrated straight legs are. <laughs> and I started to bend my legs and now I have more flexibility in my legs than I did before and it aided in what I was already doing and it, but it was the same thing well I have to say that's a relief for me because um, you know I have spent uh, probably a couple of decades trying to keep my legs straight and <laughs> it's nearly impossible yep. <laughs> you know I've always felt I just don't have that flexibility in my tendons mm -hmm. You, is there a chance? <laughs> oh, yeah. Is there hope for me? Definitely. And that, that's where the therapeutic movement comes in. Okay. Um, that's uh, moving in and out of the direction, using the vinyasa breathing, the, the vinyasa flow, breathing in one direction, and exhaling with the tension. It's always good to exhale when there's tension, especially in a pose where it comes to stretching the legs. That That's going to aid in developing the, the flexibility and the strength in those giant tendons that are in the legs that seem like they're just the most stubborn parts of your body. <laughs> mm -hmm. So the breath is something that you're, um, it sounds to me like there's a lot of focus on the breath. Yes, the breath is the, the key component. Okay. And there are, I, I think there are probably some uh, 
there may be some teachers that that do teach the breath or do you think all teachers do I, I think they do but I think there's a lot of misconception about how to breathe um, some people think that you can just sit there and and breathe and it's natural uh, you, you know breathe naturally uh, but when, when you're conscious about your breathing and you learn to control the breath uh, control the prana uh, pranayama which is the life energy uh, I just call it oxygen like a lot of people do because oxygen is life energy it's a kind of a simple way of looking at it uh, there are specific ways you need to learn how to breathe to control the breath as it's coming in and going out and doing so uh, is transparent to the concept of eye and ki, which uh, is a ki in Japanese terms, body and mind. Uh, you're, you're using the breath to connect the body and mind. And when you do so, you tap into the energy centers and you either release that energy or you pull that energy in while you're breathing, or both. Okay, so it sounds pretty important. Um, Jeffrey, something else I've, I've noticed is that there are many people that talk about starting their practice. I mean, I'm here at the center uh, every day and I have people walk in and they'll say, do you have yoga classes going on? And I say, yes. And they say, oh, I, I so have to get my yoga practice started. What is the resistance between that moment and actually being in class? Do you have that answer? Well, I'd say it's probably all of the crutches we have. Uh, our smartphones, our smart TVs, our smart cars, <laughs> everything we have that's starting to be smarter than us. <laughs> okay. You know, it, we sit down on that stuff and it's, it's easy to get hooked and to not want to get off the couch or not want to go to a class after a long day of hard work or mm -hmm. not want to go to class in the morning when you can have that extra 30 or 45 minutes of rest before you have to get up and go start your long day. I'm sure there's multiple factors that are involved and that's why I stress bringing it into the lifestyle because if, if people can put it into the lifestyle, into those little moments and squeeze it in every two minutes here and there, two minutes, 20 times a day, do something for two minutes, 20 times a day, it'll not only become a habit but they'll become hungry and the energy will start to build up inside them and they're going to need to go to a class to kind of really uh, hone in on that energy instead of wanting to lay in bed or wanting to watch TV or doing any of those things that kind of hold us back from the practice. Okay. What, um, there was something that was just coming to my mind as I was listening to you, um, and I'm losing it in a moment. <laughs> The Oh, uh, I know that there are, and I think everybody knows that there are a lot of benefits to yoga. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I've read that there, they did studies on kids, kids who are doing yoga do better in school. Mm -hmm. True? Yes, definitely. How do you feel as um, an individual who's been doing this for years, what would you say one of the major benefits that you noticed in your own life when you incorporated yoga into your life? Well, because I, I view yoga as such a broad term and I understand that I have been doing it for the past 19 years because I see it as the same thing as the martial arts. Um, when I was a younger child, I was diagnosed with uh, ADHD and uh, oppositional defiance disorder and 
put on medication. I was on antidepressants. I was on the strongest dose of Concerta they had, both at the same time. Uh, and I was in this training, and my teacher is a child psychologist, so it was perfect training for me to, to try to help me deal with this. And inevitably, I ended up throwing the medication out, which in retrospect, I've learned that that was kind of a silly idea, but we didn't know much about it back then because it was kind of new to the 90s. All of these disorders were new, and nobody knew that you didn't have to go on medication necessarily. I know some cases medication helps. I work with children all the time that use medication sometimes, and it works. But it was really my training that allowed me to focus and deal with the normal issues that I had in my head, which they call ADHD. And maybe I have it, maybe I don't. But all I know is that it, it's yoga that allows me to relax in some of the most stressful situations. I'll give you a great example. Uh, I was in basic training for the army and we had to go through a gas chamber. And in that gas chamber, basically what the, the chemical does is it, it burns your skin and spazzes your lungs and doesn't allow you to take in a full breath. Well, because of my ability and to breathe properly, I was able to go in there with a full diaphragm full of oxygen and slowly control the breath as I released it until I had no breath left and then I was able to breathe slowly and control it in such a way that I wouldn't let the chemical go any lower than the upper portion of my lungs. So I could feel it, I could feel what it was doing to me, but I was able to breathe very, very relaxed and very slowly while everybody else around me was on the floor and screaming and gagging and drooling and... <laughs> And wow. maybe a few more minutes, I probably would have lost it. They finally let us out. But it, it really is something that is useful in any situation. It just allows you to maintain the peace of mind that you are meant to have in any situation and take dominion over the things that often control our lives. That's pretty incredible story. Um, Going in, you were at peace, where many people going in were probably already in a total panic, mm -hmm. I would imagine, because yep. I'm feeling like I would be in a total panic if, if I were put under that kind of stress. Mm -hmm. All right, that's pretty incredible. Um, so anything else that you'd like to share you know, about, about yoga, the benefits, or anything about your own life and the integration of yoga as a daily practice? Well, uh, I think that certainly doing that is one good thing, but if you're one of those people that is just in such a hard place in your life that you don't know where to start, I'll tell you right now, if you sit down and just try to focus on your breath, just exhaling, getting all of that oxygen out of you and just slowly inhaling taking a deep breath and just relaxing and sighing. Sighing is a good way uh, and a safe way to ohm if people are scared of ohms. Sighing is a good way to do that. Uh, kind of humming and, and relaxing your central nervous system. Just starting with that. And if you do that for, I don't know, five, 10 minutes, if you can, or just a minute, see what it does to you. And if that doesn't work, then you can come on down here and we'll see if we can't 
help you out a little bit. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> Je Jeffrey is teaching here at Crystalline Awakened, uh, West Boylston Street in West Boylston, Mass, on Monday nights and Wednesday nights. And yeah. Wednesday nights. Uh, and both nights, um, he'll offer a, a, a little bit of a variation of yoga. Mm -hmm. There'll be a vinyasa style on Monday night and a little more of a hatha style on Wednesday evening. Uh, both classes, Jeffrey is a phenomenal teacher. I can share that with you. Um, Jeffrey also has a YouTube channel, and he was just sharing that with me before we went on the air. So I want to have him just give you that information um, because you can get to know him a little bit more, but definitely let us know that you're going to be joining the class. You can find that on the website at crystallineawaken.com. There's two L's in crystalline. Or just give me a call. This is Tina, 508-612-7488 to join Jeffrey's class. And Jeffrey, what's the YouTube channel? How can they find you? Well, you can go on YouTube.com and right in the search bar, you just type in Lifestyle Management Network. And that'll go right to the page. Uh, the picture is a nice, nice salad, nice salad that I made. So <laughs> when you open that up, it'll, uh, you can see my, my pretty face and all of the things that I offer. Okay, so Lifestyle Management Management Network. Network, okay, Lifestyle Management Network and YouTube. Check out Jeffrey's YouTube and come to Jeffrey's class Monday nights at 6 and Wednesday nights at 6, and we'll see you soon.